Today on the newscast, Israel test an advanced new anti-ship missile. Is this a message to Hezbollah? Plus, Vladimir Putin with yet another nuclear threat against the West, and he says he's not bluffing. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've got an update on yesterday's newscast. If you missed it, you can check it out here in our archives under newscast. We broke down the coming potential war over natural gas between Israel and the Iran-backed terror group Hezbollah. Now, it all revolves around Israel's Karish natural gas field in the Mediterranean Sea off the coast of northern Israel. Israel is ready to start excavating the natural gas from that facility, and Hezbollah leader Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah has said, quote, that is a red line for Hezbollah. He said that Hezbollah has its missiles locked on that Karish gas field. And Israel saying in return, in particular, Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz, hey, if you do that, you will suffer severe consequences, Hezbollah, as will the entire nation of Lebanon, where Hezbollah calls home. Obviously, southern Lebanon is Hezbollah's main power base in addition to the suburbs around Beirut. Which brings us to the big news today, in my view, out of Israel. Israel just tested last month a brand new anti-ship missile. Folks, you have to see this as a message to Hezbollah because if and when Israel and Hezbollah go at it over that Karish natural gas field, you would think there will be some maritime confrontations between the two. Now, although this test was conducted in August, news of the test just broke today. The Israeli Navy just announced that this test was indeed successful. Now, this is called the Gabriel 5 anti-ship missile. Here's some details for you about it. I'm just going to read it right here for you from my phone from the Times of Israel. The Israel Defense Forces said the missile is capable of flying hundreds of kilometers in various sea and air conditions, enabling it to foil and destroy a wide variety of targets and threats. The Gabriel 5 missiles are being deployed on the Israeli Navy's SAR 6-class corvettes. Lastly, the advanced missiles, according to the IDF, will ensure the preservation of the IDF's naval superiority and will be used by the Navy in its missions, including the protection of the strategic assets of the State of Israel. Folks, again, the timing here, no coincidence, Israel is gearing up for a major confrontation with Hezbollah and its Iranian master. And again, some of that will take place on the high seas, no doubt about it. By the way, Over the past two years, in particular in 2021, on a regular basis here in the newscast, we broke down the tit-for-tat naval, not naval battles, but sabotage at sea, you would say, where Israeli ships and Iranian ships were both the target of explosive devices and other mishaps, which were anything but mishaps. They were intentional. That was happening everywhere from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean on a regular basis, Uh, That seems to have slowed down a bit, but certainly with Hezbollah making these threats around the Karish natural gas field, which obviously sits in the waters off the coast of Israel, 
anti-ship missiles, needless to say, are a must, Israel believes, for its defense and the defense of that very important natural gas installation. Look, folks, as I mentioned on yesterday's newscast, by the way, if you missed any of our newscast, number one, check them out in the archives here, but number two, be sure to give us a subscribe and click that notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted so you don't miss any of our Watchman newscast. We are fast approaching half a million subscribers. Pretty amazing. All glory to God and many thanks to all of our watchmen and women on the wall for coming shoulder to shoulder with us for such a time as this. But remember, speaking of the times we're in, Israel and Europe have this natural gas deal where Israel is going to supply European Union nations with natural gas Remember, that European natural gas flow, which was coming largely from Russia, is now cut off. Russia and Europe are not doing business with each other, or at least they're trying to have a complete break after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Israel stepping into the void there and making up at least some. The plan is Israel will make up at least some of that natural gas loss that Europe is suffering as that long, cold European winter approaches. Now, Israel can't replace the massive natural gas reserves that Russia has, obviously, but it can play a small part, at least, in helping Europe out. They will transport that natural gas to Europe through Egypt, and this Karish natural gas field is part of that Israeli blueprint. Very interesting, folks, developments to watch this Installation is supposed to go online. Israel will begin these natural gas excavations this month. And again, Hezbollah saying it's a red line. Where is this all heading? We're keeping a very close eye on it. Hey, speaking of Russia and Europe and tensions there, you probably saw by now early this morning, Vladimir Putin, early this morning, East Coast time here in the United States, Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, made a speech where, number one, he mobilized some 300,000 Russian reserves, civilians who are in the Russian reserves for the armed forces. They are now mobilized for the war in Ukraine. That's number one. But perhaps on an even more important level for us here in the West, uh, Putin also made nuclear threats, not even really veiled, clear nuclear threats uh, towards the West. Interestingly enough, he accused the West of nuclear blackmail against Russia. Although the West has never made any nuclear threat in the past seven months during this Ukraine war that I'm aware of towards Russia. On the other hand, Russian officials, including Putin himself, have made repeated threats to use nuclear weapons against Ukraine and the West. But nonetheless, Putin accused the West of, quote, nuclear blackmail. And he said, look, we also possess weapons of mass destruction, and if our territorial integrity, as he called it, is threatened, we will not hesitate to use them. And folks, he then said, and I quote, this is not a bluff. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you in our comments section. Do you believe this is a bluff by Vladimir Putin? I don't believe it is, folks. I said last week, as we reported on Ukraine, Ukrainian forces making these major gains uh, with his lightning counteroffensive pushing Russian forces back, some Russian troops even fleeing back over the border into Russia, and Ukraine reconquering over 2,000 square miles of territory in eastern Ukraine. I said last week that if Vladimir Putin feels like he's being threatened or his back is against the wall or this thing is spiraling out of control for his forces, he may resort to drastic measures. Folks, I hate to say it, but this is reality. It is not beyond 
uh, the realm of possibility that Vladimir Putin would indeed use tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine. That, that's my thought on it. That's my belief in observing his comments and observing his actions. I really don't think that Western leaders grasp the severity of the situation. They don't grasp that this thing could escalate what's going on in Ukraine right now beyond their comprehension. And that Vladimir Putin does indeed mean business, and he is a very dangerous player. They see Russia as weakened right now, but that weakened Russian bear could lash out in a very nasty way. And, and you have to think that Western leaders really, for all, for all the rhetoric, are not prepared for that. And that's a very discomforting thought, to say the least. Speaking of Western leaders, so-called leaders... Joe Biden spoke at the U.N. General Assembly today in New York and blasted Russia on many levels, of course, over Putin's nuclear threats among them. But Ibrahim Raisi, the Iranian president, also spoke. Some, for some reason, the man known as the Butcher of Tehran is still given a platform in front of the world stage by the U.N. And, of course, he accused Israel of savagery, quote, and murdering Palestinian women and children, par for the course. Yet, meanwhile... 22-year-old Masa Amini was murdered, apparently, uh, by Iran's so-called morality police last week for not wearing her hijab, her head covering, properly. And now, as we reported on yesterday's newscast, we have widespread protest in the streets in Iran. We're keeping a very close eye on that, folks. More on that to come tomorrow. One last note, Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid is also at that UN General Assembly he met with King Abdullah of Jordan yesterday and Recep Erdogan, the Turkish president, he and Lapid also met yesterday. I want to break that down further, too, in the coming days on the newscast. Some very interesting developments on that front. Lots going on, as you can see. Keep it all in prayer, folks. God is in control. Even as all the madness unfolds, he is in control and he is on the throne. Don't forget it. Be encouraged. Thanks for joining us here today on the newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.